Let's uh, believe God for utterance. You don't want to hear what I got to say. You want to hear what God has to say. Amen. Father, we just come to you and we ask for utterance. We ask for revelation. We ask for anointing, Lord, that it be, be your words today that go forth. Not the, not the concepts and ideas of man, but the very word of the Father. And Lord, we ask that you help us to receive it. Lord, we'll have ears to hear and hearts receptive and open to know your voice and to, and to receive the good, good word into our hearts. And we purpose by faith to be a doer of this word. And we thank you in advance for every good thing that will come from this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Glory to God. Don't you just love the Lord? Man, He's good. If you uh, didn't bring a Bible with you today, raise your hand. The ushers have extra Bibles. See, we have extra. Extra Bibles. That's what my grandma used to say. She said, we can get some extra. We're getting extra, aren't we? Extra, and we're paying things off quickly. Anybody getting extra and paying things? We're getting extra. Say it with me. I'm getting extra. And I'm paying off things quickly. Glory to God. You know, the Lord tells, tells us something through Brother Moore or Mrs. Moore. We want to proclaim it. Glory to God. Well, let's open up our Bibles to uh, Matthew 18. We'll start there. I was uh, years ago, years and years ago, and I don't want you to think that I spent a lot of time reading books or anything, but I did, did kind of look over this one one time because I thought it was an interesting book, and many of you might have read it at one time or another. It was called Everything I Ever Needed to Know I Learned in Kindergarten. Huh? You know, and, and you know, if you really look at that, I, I, I pulled it up and looked at some of the points that he went over. And, and the truth of the matter is, is when we're in kindergarten, young, young children age, you, you're so teachable. And, and, you, and you're looking to believe good. Did you ever notice that, that young children, they want to believe the best? That, that if you tell them something good, man, they'll believe it. I used to tell my daughter anything, and she believed everything I told her, unless I told her something bad. Now, if I told her something bad, she'd go, no. No, you know, if I told her dad was going to do something odd, she'd go, no, you're not. But, man, I told her I own Taco Bell, and she said, sure you do. <laughs> I'm not saying do that. It's not right. I've learned more better since then. But, but the point being is when, when they're little, when, when, when they're little children, they're, they're able to learn the things that they'll need to know for all their life. You know, the first thing that they learn in kindergarten is share everything. Share everything. In other words, don't be selfish. But, but what they learn is not to not be selfish, to share everything. You know, a lot of people are saying, I need to learn not to be selfish. No, you just need to learn to share everything. See, there's a good way to put that and a bad way to put it. If you tell a kid to share everything, then that's the good way. If you tell them not to be selfish, they go, oh, I'm selfish. You know, but if you just tell them to share everything, they can learn not to be selfish. Amen? Share everything. One of the other things, as I said, play fair. Play nice. Be kind, right? Play fair. That's, that's easy. <laughs> play fair. Well, if you guys aren't like that, let me go back over here. <laughs> How many know it's good to play fair? Right? In other words, you could say don't cheat, or you could just say play fair. See, there's a difference in how you say things. There's, there is a, there's, a, there's a faithful way 
to teach. Amen? And, and then this says don't hit people. That's pretty, self, pretty self-explanatory right there. When you're in kindergarten, you shouldn't hit people. Amen? But if you do hit people, tell them you're sorry. Right? You know, and when you're a little kid, you'll do that. Yeah, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to hit you. When you're an adult, you're, I'm not sorry. i hit him again. See, something happens between the time that you're a child and the time you're an adult that you get, you get these other things in your mind and in your heart and you forget about these things that you learned in kindergarten. Amen? Uh, don't, think, don't take things that aren't yours. <laughs> right? And, and you know, a lot of people say, that's just not stealing. No, that's not taking things that aren't yours. Right? But nobody ever told me in kindergarten to don't steal. They told me not to take things that weren't mine. Right? And they never called me a thief. Right? You see, what they're doing is they're teaching you from a good side. They're teaching you the goodness. And and the things that you learn in kindergarten uh, from a moral standpoint, just a human moral standpoint, I mean, they're good things. And the things that God teaches us, He says, put up that verse and we'll we'll just connect the dots here. Matthew 18, uh, 3. Matthew 18.3 says, And verily I say unto you, unless you be converted, in other words, unless, uh, unless you change, away, change around from being an adult, or adult-like, if you will. And, and he's not telling everybody to act like a child. He's telling you to be like a child. Amen? And you, He wants you to become as a little child. Why? Because as a little child, you can see the kingdom of heaven. As an adult, you question everything. As a child, you say, oh, you know, and, and so that's, I titled my message today, Everything I Ever Needed to Know About God, I Learned in Sunday School. I just put it, everything I needed to know about God, right? Because what I learned was he was good. I learned he was a good God. You know, uh, if you go back to what they learned, um, the things the things that uh, you get to think that are bad, you know, one thing they learned that everybody should know, that warm cookies and cold milk are good for you. Yeah. <laughs> you know? It's like ice cream. You know, you, 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 never, you never see a kid, you never see a five-year-old, and, and they, they say, you want some ice cream? He said, no, nah, it'll make me fat. <laughs> Right now, now I don't want any of those cookies. I'll just give. Whoo! Look at me. No, no five-year-old says that. No. Why? Because they're taught that warm cookies and milk are good for you. Amen. And not that. Then, if they taught them that they were good for you for every meal, that then it'd be the parents' problem. But remember, as kids grow up and learn other things, you know, I've heard parents say, "I don't know where they learned that," and I'm like, "Hmm." <laughs> you know, I'll just use me as an example. One time Ramsey did something, and I was working at the church at the time, and what she did was one of the, one of, one of the things I wish she hadn't done. How about that? <laughs> but, but I caught myself saying to her, don't you know who I am? In other words, you can't do that because it reflects on me. Poor parenting. Why do I want her to learn how to do something because of who I am? I want her to do it because of who she is. 
who God's made her to be. And, and I don't want her to be condemned. And I don't want it to be hard to be my daughter. Right? And besides that, that's prideful anyway. Do you know who I am? You know how long it took God to catch me on that? About 30 seconds after I said it. And I apologized to her, and then we went on with the correction. <clears throat> but, but the truth of the matter is, is there, there's, there's a good way to correct somebody. There's a good way. Um, don't get me wrong. There's a time in a child's life where they'll have to be punished probably. Right? But, but don't we want to try to teach them the right way to go? Amen? And, and, and train them to do the right thing. And as God's children, He trains us in the way we should go. He tells us what we should do. He tells us how we can do it. He gives us ability to do it. And, and He's a good God. And He says, if you'll become a little child, when I tell you about it, you'll be able to receive it. Right? When, when I was in Sunday school, when I was in vacation Bible school, drinking my red Kool-Aid, eating my half chocolate and half vanilla cookies. Remember those? They were chocolate on one side. And they were cheap, cheap, nasty cookies. And we ate them and enjoyed them. <laughs> Amen? Every day. But, you know, in, in the youngest that I can remember in vacation Bible school, one of the teachers said this, and it's stuck with me all these years. She said, God can create nothing less than perfect. And I was a little bitty kid when she said that, and I remembered it every day of my life. Because when people would say, well, God did this, and God did that, and God's, it's, why didn't God do this? Or why didn't... And I'd come back to, God can do nothing less than perfect. So if something imperfect happened, God didn't, wasn't involved in that part. And, and see, when you learn those things as a little kid, and they become foundational, and, and you begin to build your house as you grow, and, and you build it on your foundation, you know, and a lot of us, we like to cantilever something outside of our foundation and add to it. And God says, no, you've got to build on the foundation. Right? And as you build on that foundation of God is good, He's doing good things, and you build on the foundation that He rescued Daniel from the lion's right. den. When you're a little kid, you don't have to go research that and say, I wonder how He did that. You just say, man, God does that. He'd do that for me. Right. Right? You start believing in the bigness of God. And, and as we grow, somehow or another, we decide that there's other things. You know, we, we get people telling us they drowned in an inch, six inches of water in the Red Sea, or, or, they, or they didn't drown, they, they, but they only had to split it like that, or, or the lions just weren't hungry that day, or, you know, you know or, or the fire when they went into it, they were protected because there was this thing. No! You know, when you're a little kid, you're like, I don't know how it happened, but God did it, by golly! But see, that's how that's kids believe that way about their parents. I remember when I was a little kid, my dad was the biggest, baddest person. You know, no one, and he never did anything wrong. Right? Everything he said was good, and I wanted to be just like him. And there's a lot of parents say, "Well, my kids don't want to be like me." Yeah, they do. They're trying it right now. Right? So, what, how how important is our example of how we follow God? Remember the verse I just read. It said, train up a child in the way they should go. And when they're older, they'll not depart from it. Amen? This is a true verse. It's not a good idea. It's truth. It's the Word of God. And, and, if, and when, I, when I was younger, 
I learned from Sunday school. I learned from my mom. I learned that, that God was good. And it affected the way I saw God all the days of my life. I learned that you, would, you could get salvation through believing in Jesus Christ. And I believed that every day of my life. And I believed, and, and I learned that 1 Peter 2.24 said, By whose stripes ye were healed. And you know, I've always believed that. I've never questioned that. You know why I've never questioned it? I learned it when I was young. It's foundation in me. People, and you know, people say, well, I know that there's been people that didn't get healed around. Yeah, there's been a lot of that, but it doesn't cause me to question God. See, what we learn when we're like little children, you'll never question God about those things. What you learn as an adult as with your human, your big, your big boy mind, you become smarter than God. Right? And, and when you become smarter than God, you can't learn His precepts. You can't learn His ideas. You can't see. And that's what He's saying. Go back to Matthew 18, 3. That's what He's saying. This verse, He said, Verily I say unto you, unless you be converted and become as little children, you'll not enter in. It's not just about going to heaven. You can't even enter into the things of heaven. You can't understand them. You can't see them. Because there's things that, that you're never going... I don't care how much you study, how many times you read the Bible. I don't care if you do it for 120 years. There are things that the only way you're going to be able to explain them is God's big. That God's just good and He's big and that's all there is to it. And, and any time you have to have more than that to believe, then you're too smart for God. Right? He said, he said in, in Hebrews, he said, By faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the Word of God. What's he literally saying there? He said, You just have to take it by faith. You understand that the worlds were framed by the Word of God by faith, because no matter how deep and scientific you get, you're never going to figure out how he did it until you get to heaven and he explains it to you one day. As far as they can go with all their science, they can't figure out. In fact, is what they, I don't know. Big bang. Boom, there it was. <laughs> Why? Because they don't believe in God. See, children are always ready to believe. They're not ready to doubt. They're not looking, they're not looking for reasons to doubt. They're looking for reasons to believe. When God said, I want you to be converted and come as a little child, He said, I want you to be ready to believe what I tell you. Amen. He said, I want, you, I want you to know that when I say something, it's truth and I love you. And, and, and if, if that's all you ever know, that, that my word's true and I love you, you'll make it. Amen. You know, and, and that's what that's it's the simplicity of a child's heart and mind, the simplicity of how they'll choose to believe something over doubt. They, you know, when you tell them something good, they don't say, ah, that could never happen. They say, really? That's the first thing they say, really? Yeah. Oh, man, God's really good. And yes, he is. And he'll get even gooder than that. And they say, well, we believe you. Amen. Because God is good. And, and as, as we be converted and come as little children, what we begin to see and what we begin to experience is those hugs, that love, that, that relationship. Think about this. How many? I know Kim has told me this before, and I used to do it too. But when you're a little child, you used to just sit and talk to God if you knew Him. I'm not saying everybody got to know Him as a child. 
But if you knew him, you just talked to him like he was right there. That was your friend. Right? And you didn't know any better than just to talk to him until somebody said, oh, you can't just do that. You know, you got to do it different. You got to go in a prayer closet and you got to get quiet and you can't just walk down the playground jumping your rope and talking to God. It won't just work like that. Who was the smart person that came up with that idea? You can jump rope, do flips, do somersaults, laugh, play, dance, and everything else, and hear from God all at the same time. In fact, is you can do it better because you're actually listening because you love Him and you believe in Him and you believe He's good and He's looking out for your good every day of the week. And as you grow up and a few bad things happen, all of a sudden experience overtakes teaching. And you take your experiences and you say, well, I know I believe God was good when I was five, but now I see all this and He can't be good. And He never changed. And He says, come back. Come back. Right? Come, come backwards to where and, and begin to think like a little child again so that I can teach you more. Because what happens is we grow to this level that He can no longer teach us because we're too smart to, to learn. How many have kids in here? Was there a day when your kids were smarter than you? And, and that's when you couldn't teach them anymore. Right? You know, a lot of people say, well, I just got to keep trying and trying and trying. You know, when, when it said train up a child in the way they should go and then when they not depart from it, it didn't say pr- pr- press it into them, push it into them, force it into them. It said train them. Right? Like, like if somebody made me work out, I wouldn't like that. I wouldn't like it if they asked me to. But, <laughs> but if they made me, I really wouldn't like it. You know, if somebody wanted to force their belief, you don't force your beliefs on your children. I had somebody tell me one time, they said, the only reason you believe in God the way you believe in Him is because of the way you were raised. And I said, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. And I thought, the person that was telling me that, I thought you were raised exactly the same way. Why don't you? You know, because they were. And But the truth of the matter is, I was raised to believe that God was good. I was raised by word and by example. Not by by force or pressure. Nobody when I didn't when I wasn't living for God, my mom didn't come up to me and say, "You have got to do it like this, or else." No, she just lived an example of God's love in my life every day. Amen. And as parents, that's what God would teach us to do when we're children to live an example of God's love every day. Children live an example. Why? You know, there's a lot of people say, you know, when, I get, when I'm not feeling good, I want a child to pray for me. Why do you want a child to pray for you? Because they just won't doubt that you could be healed. Right? They don't have the thousand and one. Re- See, we've got a hundred and one reasons why God, why God heals. They, there's too many people that got a hundred and one reasons why God doesn't. Right? Children don't. They have one reason why he does. You know, he saved Daniel from the lion's den. I imagine he could do anything. Right? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they were in the fire and it was hot. They killed the kids and killed the people up on top and they still lived. God could do it. Where did they learn this? Sunday school. They learned it when they were little kids. And they just believed it and they didn't need any explanation. They didn't need to know where the wind came from. They just knew it blew. Amen? And that's what God's saying in Matthew, saying, become as a little child. He didn't say be a little child. He said become as a little child. Why? So I can teach you. Sit down at my feet, listen to what I have to say, and believe it. Right? And the first thing you've got to believe is that He's good. 
And children innately believe everybody's good. They, they haven't learned to hate. You've got to learn to hate. Right? People say, I don't know, it's just in you. No, you've got to learn it. You've got to learn it. You've got to learn to be racist. You've got to learn, you've got to learn all that junk. Hate is learned. By nature, a child, when they're little bitty, will believe the good. By nature. Right? A lot of people say, I don't remember what, what, I, what I was like when I was that little. That's, that's because you've grown too far out of it. We need to go backwards and remember what we were like. Right? Nothing. I mean, you didn't wake up in the morning worrying about the news. You didn't flip on the channel. Say, man, I wonder what's happening today. You didn't even think you could fix it if it did. You just thought God was going to take care of you no matter what. Amen? And, and, and He does. Little children, and, and that's what God's saying. He said, become like that. Become that person that when I say something to you, it's, it, it is real and it is true. And when you hear it, become it. Right? And, and, that, and that's what God's saying. I want you to know that I'm a good God and I want you to hold on to that goodness all the days of your life. And you know, that served me well because when, when, as I got older and, and I started teaching Bible studies and people started coming in and they'd start feeding me all this stuff from the theologies and the, and the places they'd been and they'd start feeding it to me and, 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 all I, and, and my mom had told me one thing through the years. She said, never get off of God is good and if you don't get off that, you'll always be okay. So no matter what somebody told me, God was good. And I would research the Bible with God is good in my heart, not with I need to find out why this happened. I always looked at the Bible in every verse as God is good. You know, a lot of people, that's why they misread Job. That's why they misread some of the Old Testament. They look at, well, looks like here he said he was going to put this on here or put that on. God's good. God's good. You know, people, people look at things and they look, well, I wonder why the children of Israel had to spend 40, they were rebellious and God punished them and they had to spend 40 years out in the wilderness. Really? Punishment? 40 years and your clothes never wore out? You had all the food you ever wanted to eat? Yet you were rich in the wilderness because you took all the stuff from Egypt with you? Right? God's good. Right? The only thing keeping us out of any of His goodness is, we're, is, is our smarts. Right? It, it, you're better off to become innocent, ignorant, if you will, so that you can receive the truth of God's Word. Amen? Glory to God. He's helping us. He's helping us right now already. Amen? Children are followers. They follow God. Right? They, they follow you. They're followers. By nature, children follow their parents. They're, they're, not only do they follow them, they try to imitate them. Right? So, so our example is what they're imitating. God is who we should be imitating. If we become like little children, we follow Him. We don't question Him. Right? We say, wherever He's going, that's where I'm going. I'm staying right on Dad's coattails. Amen. The, the thing is, is, as little children, when we, when we act and we become as little children, we remember God the way we learned Him as little children. 
We remember God. And that's why it's so important that they get the teaching they're getting in these classes, that they get their teaching that they're getting in other Sunday school classes all over the place or vacation Bible schools or anywhere else. It's important that, that, that the goodness of God's Word get in our heart and that the goodness of who He truly is get in us when we're young. And, and you can become... People say, oh, I didn't get that. That's why He said become as a little child. Because He said even if you didn't get it as a little child, if you'll become as a little child, I can get it to you. But I can't get it to you unless you become as a little child. Amen? Glory to God. I like it. I like it. It's good stuff. Look at John John 3. John 3. John 3, 3. John 3, 3 says, Jesus answered and said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, except a man be born again. You ever seen anybody be born an adult? Right? Mom went into the hospital and out popped an adult. <laughs> a youth? No, they were born again as babies. Right? They were born as babies. If you're going to be born again, you're going to be born again as a child. You're going to be born again little. And that's what, that's what Jesus is saying. He's not just saying unless you, unless you uh, are born again. Uh, he's saying you can't enter, you can't see the things of God unless you go backwards, go backwards from where you are today. And, he, and he's talking to somebody that's supposed to know all the Word, right? He's talking to Nick. And so he, he yeah, all right, Nick at night, right? Nick came to him at night. He's talking to Nick and and... And Nicodemus comes to him and, and says, we, I know you, you're a prophet of God. No one could do... In other words, he's seeing the goodness, but he's not become as a little child, so he can't receive the goodness. You know, he's seeing the miracles. He's seeing all the good things. He says, I don't understand it because I know to do these things, you've got to be from God. And Jesus says, you're never going to understand it unless you be born again. You're, you're never going to see it unless you come back and become as a little child and relearn everything because what you know is junk. Right? And, and I need you to come back and I need, I need to teach you and so that even what you know will be, have, have relevance. Because they knew that they had the old, te- you know, they had some of the old letter and, and it was, it's a shadow of things. It's a, it's a schoolmaster. But unless you know Jesus... Man, the schoolmaster's harsh, right? Because, you know, the, even the Ten Commandments, you're like, whew, I'm blowing it every day here. You know, what am I going to do? And God says, I can make a way. I can give you the grace and the ability to live a life worthy of my call. And, and, and the th- but you've got to come back here and become as a little child. You can't, you can't, Go, you, in other words, you can't get to where you're going. Anybody ever told you that? You said, I need directions on how to get here. And you say, say you can't get there from here. That was exactly what he was telling Nicodemus. He was actually saying, you cannot get to where you want to go from where you're at. I need you to go back and be born again so that you can understand. And when you understand what I'm doing, you'll understand what God's done. Amen? And, and, and that's, it's so important because people, they, they, want to, they, they, they think that they're born again as an adult, right? And so they can keep everything they believe 
and then just add God's stuff to it. No, you need to get rid of everything else and add God's stuff to it. When you're born, when you're five years old, everything you hear is new. You're a sponge, right? You're soaking up. But parents, that's why it's really important to watch what your kids are sponging, right? It'd be like it'd be like me going over to a, a glass of milk that spilled, and I put the sponge in it, and I soak it back in there, and then I squirt it out. I don't know where that milk came from. It came from right there. Well, parents, if you squeeze something out of your kids you don't like, wonder where they got it. <laughs> Somewhere else, and they shouldn't have been there, right? Doggone right. Because in your house, no way. In my house, we had to grow. <laughs> Tell you the truth, no one can see the kingdom of God unless he's born again. And so many people say, well, yeah, you can't, you'll never get there to, vis- to visually see it. And, and that's truth, too. You won't unless you're born again. Why? Because unless you're born again, you can't understand John 3.16. You can't believe that Jesus is the Son of God. You have to one day say, you know what? I believe that. And, and you know what? To believe that, you have to go past all your school teaching. You have to go, about, you go, you have to go over every scientific principle. You have to go around everything that history said. You, anything you knew before you received Jesus Christ as Lord, you've got to override it. Because now you're believing in something you've never seen, that somebody just told you about, but yet you know in your heart it's right. Right? And, and even in the, if you go down to 7, Jesus even says it. He says, he says the wind blows. Where is it? Verse 7. Actually, in 7 he says, Marvel not. Uh, what I said, that you must be born again. He said, the wind blows. You hear the sound. You can't tell where it comes from or where it goes. So is everyone that's born of the Spirit. In other words, they don't understand everything that's happened. This is what they're like. They're like somebody who just took that and believed it. Amen? And, 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 and that's, that's the difference so many times uh, when we're trying to believe something as adults. What about this? If you told your five-year-old that by his stripes God healed you, and you and you believed it when you told him, they would receive that on such a level that it would never get out of their spirit. And what if God told you that and you backed up and said, "Tell me that I'm five years old right now, God. Tell me that again. I need I need to understand that." And God said, "Oh yeah, sure, sure. Why? Because when you're in the right position, see, as a little child is not not a state of being. It's a, the right position to receive from God." God says, I need to put you in a position to where I can tell you anything and you'll believe my word. And people are struggling. I mean, I've done it too, and we've all done it. Oh, I know that's true, but I see this, and I know that's true, but I see this. And God's saying, become as a little child. Why? Why? Because they don't struggle with it. They say, oh, yeah. Yeah, sure, Daniel went in the lion's den. God shut their mouths. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, in the fire, he went in there with them, saved them. He's the God that rescues. He's the God that saves. He's the God that heals. Kids just believe these things. And people say, well, that's what I believe too. Do you? Are you sure? Amen? <laughs> well, let's be sure today. This isn't, this isn't correction. This is exhortation, right? Thank you, Lord. Look at, look at this. In Matthew 6, 7, God says, when you pray... Use not vain, vain repetitions as the heathen do. I'm, I was always reading that and thinking, why do the heathen even pray? <laughs> Guess what? When I was a heathen, I prayed because I needed help. 
I just didn't know how to get it. Amen? And, but, and, and when you do, you don't pray right because you don't know how to get it. Why? Because you ain't been serving the one that can help you. So heathen do pray. Think about this. How many times do you hear on, on programs and stuff that you know they're not serving God and they say, we're going to pray. Well, who are you going to pray to? What are you going to pray about? You know, and everybody says they're going to pray to you. Don't just pray for you. Don't just say, oh, yeah, please do. Because you don't know what they're praying, first of all. <laughs> don't say, please do. And, you know, if you're in church and they love you, that's a different story. Amen? Got kind of quiet on me. The, the very next verse says, don't be like them, for your Father in heaven knows you have need of these things before you ask Him. And you know, we read that verse and we say, yeah, God knows what I need. But see, a little kid says, I don't have nothing to think about. God already knows. And you know, if, I t- if Ram- Ramsey never spent a day of her life wondering if she'd have everything she needs. Why? Because I already knew what she needed. Actually, with her, we knew what she wanted from the time she was six until, she, until she's today, actually. We still get to know what she wants. Thank God I'm not meeting all those needs anymore. Glory to God. Got free. <laughs> the Lord's meeting those needs. Thank you, Lord. But the thing is, is when you're an adult, you don't need God. You meet your own needs. You take care of, you know, adults take care of themselves. If you were responsible, you'd be taking care of yourself. If you were responsible, you'd be believing God and He gets you the right job in the right place, doing the right thing, in the right family, and everything, and you're believing God. Why? He's going to put me where I need to be. Amen? I don't want to be the man. I'm the man. I take care of myself. I don't need any help from nobody. You need help lots. In fact is, if you're saying that, you need more help getting out of your pride than you do getting out of your problem. Because your pride is your problem. Trust me. (laughs) Well, I just hate for people to think I can't take care of my family. Well, that's pride too. It sounds good, but it's pride too. Amen? I want them to know that I'm trusting God to take care of my family. I want to back up and become as a little child. And say what all little children say. Dad will take care of me. Mom will take care of me. They trust in their parents. They're trusting their parents. They don't wake up in the morning. Oh, I need to pray that mom and dad have milk. Man, if I don't have milk for my Fruit Loops, this ain't going to work for me. Well, better yet, they might even have Fruit Loops. Whew, this could be a rough day. I don't know. I wonder if my Garanimals are washed. I don't know. No, they don't even worry about it. Usually their clothes are laid out. They're told what to do. And, and you know what? They're not even upset about it until they get older and get too smart for you to dress them. Right? You have to, you have to learn junk to get rid of the good stuff you already had. Glory to God. This, this, is, this is who we need to be like. Look at, look at uh, Luke 15, 17. And this, of course, is the story of the, the prodigal son. And we call it the story of the prodigal son. But if you really read this story, it's more about the goodness of the father than it is the badness of the kids. Right? Because if you want to look at what this father does. Because he is a picture of God. 
And, and that, that's the thing. When, when you have the right picture of God, and that, that's, what, that's what Jesus was saying in Matthew 18. Uh, in many other places He said this, if you have the right vision of God, you'll have the right vision of you. Right? Even in your worst hour, if you have the right vision of God, you'll still have a vision of you. Amen? <clears throat> but anyway, um, the Father... I mean, just think about this. Go back to the first... You don't, don't have to move, but go back to the very first of the story. The, the kid's already not being who he is because he said, Dad, I, I want my inheritance now. Right? That's, that's not who he was raised to be. That's not who he was raised to be, and it proves itself out in the story because he comes back to himself later. Right? And so uh, he's, that's, he's not already not acting like who he, who he is. And he says, I want, and so the dad says, you know what? You're my child. Well, you know, it's like people say, well, God doesn't give you, God gives you a choice about everything. Right? And and he'll back your choice to go to heaven. He'll back your choice to go to hell. He'll hate to back that choice. And you know that this father was not happy to back this kid's choice to leave the house, to, to leave the father's house. But yet he backed him. He not only backed him, he finally, he said, here, you know, this, it's yours. In other words, you know, a lot of people say, well, I gave it to him. What was his? He said, I want my inheritance. People say, I wonder, I wonder why he didn't say no. It was his. Right? If you ask God for what's yours, God will give it to you. Right? <laughs> he's a good father. He's a good, he's a good God. But needless to say, through all this, the, the kid goes out, and he, of course we know the story, he blows it. And, and it doesn't tell much about the father at that point, but you can tell the condition of the father as he comes back to himself. In, in, in this verse right here, he said, And when he came to himself, what did he do? He came to himself. And when he came back to himself, he became as a little child. People say, no, no, he was still saying, no, he became, what did he say? He, he started remembering his father's house. He started remembering how good his father was. He started remembering all the good things that father did, not only for me, but for anyone that was in his house. He can't, when he came back to himself, he immediately remembered the goodness of God. And in remembering those things, you can tell he was always there. He was, he, never, he was never completely gone because he couldn't have come back to himself if he was gone. There, he was there to come back to. So what he knew was always in there. He just piled on all this other junk in, and forgot it for a while. And, and when he needed to remember it, it was there. He remembered the Father's love. He said, many hired servants of my father's have bread enough to spare. In other words, he, he's so good to his servants even that they have excess. These are, you know, when, when I heard this story as a little kid, I thought, oh, my God, it's good. Why? Because, he, he, you know, the first thing you think of as a little kid, you're thinking, man, if I messed up like that, I'd be punished, I'd be grounded for 18 years, you know? Because you're looking at this guy as a little kid. Obviously, he was old enough to go out on his own. But as a little kid, you're looking at him as a little kid. And you're thinking, man, I'd have been in such big trouble. And then, But, but when he came back, he said, my father, he gives the servants enough bread to have extra. Verse 18, he said, I'm going to arise and go to my father. He had, to become a little, he had to become like a little kid to do this. Why? Because adults are in pride. They don't go back to their dad. I can't go back to dad and ask him for help. 
I've messed up too bad. And, and that's the other thing. He knew his father, and he knew he'd be received back, or he'd have never went back. He knew his father was good. And he said, I'm going to go back to my father. I'll, I'll, I'll tell him what I've done, and, and I'll just ask just to be a servant. You know, and he's, he's a little messed up in that. And his dad, but his dad just straightened him out. But what he was basically saying is, man, the love he has for his servants is better than the, what the world does to their people every day. He said, I'm going to go back to Father. And see, that's a perfect vision of somebody coming back and becoming as a child so that they can receive from the Father. You have to come back and get rid of all the adult things. Children don't have pride. You know, you know how you can tell? They'll dance the minute music starts. Right? Adults, they'll be like... Kids, man, they'll be like... They don't care if they're on beat. They don't, they don't care. They're going to dance. They're going to laugh as loud as they can, and it's not going to embarrass them. They're, going to, they're, they're kids, and they're not in pride. And so the pride that would keep us from receiving goes away when you become childlike. When you back up and you become as a little child, everything you could never have becomes yours. Glory to God. What a good Father we serve. And, and, and the other thing is, is if we truly know the Father from a young age, we always know we can come back. Just like this boy. He knew he could come back. He didn't know what position he could hold. He didn't understand everything about it. But he knew he could come back. And when he did, his father proved it true. His father proved it true. And his father was loving and kind. He didn't beat him. He didn't, he didn't say, he, you know, and, and good, good lesson for parents. When your kids come back to you after you messed up, it's not time for the cold shoulder. They came back. Right? <laughs> Once they come back, it's over. Repentance is the end. Amen? They come back. Glory to God. And, and even while he was gone, his dad never gave up on him. His dad was waiting on him. This is the father we serve. And if, if we'll look at these things the way he said to convert and become as a little child, and you'll see the kingdom of God. You'll, you'll, you'll see and enter in to the things that I have for you. You'll enter in to the goodness that, I, that I've prepared for you. You know, you look at those verses where he said, you know, if you being evil know how to give good gifts to your children. What's he saying? He's saying, me being good. How much more? Will I give to those who ask me? And what's he saying? You got to ask me. Little little kids ask. Adults they, they they say, oh, they should know. They should know. They should just know and give it to me. You know, they they should know my rents due. They should be giving me a check right now, right? They should know. They shouldn't know, right? God says, ask. He said, yes, I know. But I want you to ask. Why? Because I want you to be like a little child. When you ask with the right heart, I know you have a desire and I know that you trust me to get it for you. Amen? Yeah, and and, and, it's, and there's no pride there. Again, you're asking as a little child. And you, guys, you guys okay with this? It's good stuff. The Lord's helping us. Amen? Amen. And, 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 and then... He goes on after he wants you to see things from a little child's point of view. Then he wants you to begin to act like that with him being your father. Look at, look at um, Luke 6. 
you know, it's a perfect example of what he's saying. And, and, and what he's saying is, you can't do this unless you become his little child. Did you know that you can't love your enemies? Very good, unless you choose to do his little child. Little children, love him? Okay. <laughs> yeah, I love him. You know, Ramsey, she's still that way. She, everybody's her friend. She goes, this is my friend that. I'm, this is my friend that. I'm like, how long you know him? Oh, I just met him the other day. So spent, spent 30 minutes with him. And I kind of like that. I mean, youth this today are like that. They really are. They, this is my friend. That's my friend. There's so many of them that are like that. And people say, well, what if you don't want them to be their friend? I want them to love everybody. Right? It's like I told her one time. I said, I just always want you to be the lead, not the follow. Right? Meet everybody. Be the lead, not the follow. Amen? It's a good thing. But, but little kids, they, they want to become like dad. And in becoming like dad, if dad says, if dad says I love my, if, if you're not loving your enemies, how are they going to love their enemies? Right? If, if you slap somebody who slaps you, what are they going to do? They're going to slap somebody who slaps them. Right? <laughs> Physically or spiritually. Right? If you argue about everything, if you, if you go in the restaurant and pitch a fit when you didn't get your food right, or you, you take your stuff back to the store and blame the, the, the salesperson and yell to get your way and make sure you get a free shirt before you leave, then your kid's going to grow up to get the free shirt before they leave. And they want the free meal in the restaurant because it wasn't right, so I want a free meal. And, and they don't even realize that most of the time the waitress gets to pay for that. Well, she shouldn't have messed up. Well, you shouldn't have messed up a lot of times, and you didn't have to pay for it. That's right. Maybe not only should we pay for it, we should give them an extra big tip so we make sure the rest of their day goes good. That's all I'm going to say about that. Thank you, Lord. But in Luke 6.35, Jesus says, But love your enemies, do good and lend, hoping for nothing again. Kids will give you... I I, I was... uh, um, who was it? Was it Eden the other day? That was she was carrying around her bottle, I think. And I said, "Can I have something?" And she go like that. Why? Because little kids will do that, right? They have to learn to be selfish. Don't don't give him any of your bottle. You don't know where he's been. <laughs> little kids, they'll give it to you, and if you drink it all, they'll say, "Huh." And you know what they'll do? They'll go take it to mom to get them more. They won't get mad at you for drinking all. Little kids are unoffendable. Jesus said, become as a little child so that you can understand the things I do. Become as a little child so you stay out of pride. Become as a little child so you can see my goodness and you can hear of my goodness. And you don't have to have an explanation for everything that happens. You just know I'm good. Amen? And if I tell you to do something, not only am I telling you, I do it too. Right? And, and that's the thing about God. When He says, come and be as a little child, He said, I'm going to give you some direction, but I'm not going to tell you to do anything that I don't do. And He said, I want you to love your enemies, and, and I want you to do good. I do those things. He said, I want you to, to lend and give people stuff and hope for nothing in return. And He said... And your, your reward for it will be great. And you'll be my child. What's he saying? You'll be like me. He said, you'll do the things I'm doing. 
And, and he said, you'll be the children of the Most High. Because, and then he says, because that's the way I am. That's the way God is. He's kind to the unthankful and the evil. And what, what's he literally saying? He's saying, I want you to be, become a little child and follow my example. Amen? And when he says, I want you to follow my example, he's saying, you can do this. You can forgive. You can be merciful. You can be kind. You can lend and hope for nothing in return. You can do all these things, but you can't do them as an adult. Adults just aren't good at it. People say, well, he tells you, Paul said, I was a child. I spoke like a child. I acted like a child. When I became a man, I put childish things away. You can put your childish things away, but don't ever forget to look at God like a child, to remember his goodness as a child. Paul's saying, I don't act like a child anymore. <laughs> okay. He said, he said, and you'll be children of the Most High, because he is kind unto the unthankful and the evil. Be you therefore merciful, as your Father also is merciful. What's he doing? He's teaching you as a child to be kind, to be merciful, to love people who don't love you back, to do things that don't, don't always seem to have a reward at the time, but they'll have a reward later. And he's teaching by, he's not just teaching, saying, you do this, I, I know I don't, but I want you to. You know that, do, do as I say, not as I do? That's not good parenting. <laughs> and God doesn't do that. God says, do as I do. Right? And he said, I don't want to forgive them. You don't know what they did. I said, become a little child. Little children, they forgive everybody. Right? As, as a parent, you do something wrong to your child, they'll come hug you five minutes later. Even if they know you were wrong. They're forgiving. Why? Because little children love. They lo- when you become a little child, you now open yourself up to the love of God to come out of you because that's how He loves. He loves from a child's perspective. I'm not going to hold anything against you. If you take my toy, I'm going to go get another one. I'm going to play with that toy with you. I've watched them do it. If, if one kid takes their toy, they'll go get another one. They'll come sit right by the kid that took their toy and start playing. People say, well, that doesn't always happen. It happens a lot. And when it doesn't always happen, it's usually because the parent says, did you let them take your toy? And then the parent, I've seen parents go grab their kid's toys out of another kid's hands and say, I'm sorry, that's my kid's. (laughs) I'm glad mine's grown. (laughs) Thank you, Lord. Romans 16, 19. We're about to close. I think we better be. (laughs) I want to be like a little child. I want to be not only somebody that knows I've always, I can always be with him, but somebody that knows that if I fall, he'll pick me up. He'll never be there to condemn me. He'll always be there to to bring me back and to restore me. And, And little kids believe that without thought. You know, little kids, people say, well, you know, they're, they've been bad and they're, they're, they need to be punished. And, you know, you may do that, but they won't come in unless you tell them they're bad all the time. They'll never think they're bad because there's no such thing as a bad kid. Right? They may do bad thing. Right? Anybody in here ever done a bad thing? That doesn't make you a bad person. <laughs> right. There's lots of you that didn't do a bad thing. That's pretty cool. 
It worked. <laughs> Romans sixteen nineteen. Everyone has heard about your. Everyone has heard about your obedience. So I am full of joy. This is Paul writing to the Romans uh, over you. But I want you to be wise. I'm reading out of the NIV, by the way. But I like this actually. That's, yeah, that's what I wanted. You're right. Thanks. You guys knew what I wanted better than I did. I'm full of joy over you, but I want you to be wise about what is good and innocent about what is evil. Now, what he's literally saying is I want you to understand good stuff. In other words, I want you to learn how good God is. I want you to learn how he'll take care of you, how he'll prosper you, how he'll heal your body, give you peace, fill you with joy. I want you to know of all the good things, and I want you to be wise about it. In other words, I want you to be able to speak about them. But I don't want you to be familiar with evil. In other words, don't go out and look for the opposite of good. Just look for good. Remember, in the beginning, there was good, right? And until they ate from the tree of good and evil, they didn't know what evil was. So good was all there was. It was just good. And that's what Paul said. He said, I want you to know good. And, 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 and I want you to be innocent. In other words, I want you to be a, like a child. I want you to be childlike about what is evil. I don't want you to be familiar with it. I don't want you to, I don't, you know, it, the, the children don't watch the news. Children aren't looking for the bad things going on in the earth today. Children don't wake up worried about what's going on. Children trust their parents. And this is what Paul's saying. He said, I want you to be wise about how good your God is. I want you to be wise about the blood of Jesus Christ, how powerful it is, what it's done in your life and who you've become and who you've been made to be. And I want you to be innocent when people tell you you did this and this happened and you should be like this and you should do that. He said, I want you, I want you to be naive when it comes to those things. Amen? God's a good God. He wants us to know good things. But what he really is saying is, and, and turn to Matthew 5 and we'll end with that. What he's literally saying is, I, I, want, to, I want to bring you back, I want, and you have to do this. He said, you be converted, and you become a little child. He said, I'm not going to make you be a little child, but if you want to understand the things of the kingdom of God, if you want to see why I do what I do and how I do what I do and, and who I am, if you want to believe it even when you don't understand, you'll have to come back and become as a little child. And then you'll, be, then you'll be able to understand how good I am. You'll be, under, you'll be able to understand why you share, why you don't hit people. Why, <laughs> you'll understand that David, that, that, that David fought Goliath and through God's help, he, he, he gained victory over something way greater than him. Daniel never got even nipped by the lions. And the fire didn't burn Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And Moses was saved by putting him in a river. And, and, and all you knew that that was a good story. Thank you, Lord. And what, and what we need to do with all those things is remain pure in heart. When your heart's clear, when, you, when your heart is, is pure, when, when your motives are, are to love God and to be loved by God and to love people through God, then, then your heart's pure. Right? You don't have ulterior motives. You're not looking for something. You're not looking to get something. You're, and see, kids aren't looking. To, kids are the purest of the pure. They're the most innocent of all. Why? Because they're not looking for anything. They just love you. Amen? Now, don't get me wrong. When they become teenagers, they're looking for lots of stuff. And, and you good parents, you get it for them. 
answer. <laughs> all the teenagers should be saying, yeah, and all the parents should be mad at me at this point. But that's okay. Matthew 5, 8 says, Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. When our heart is like a child, and it's, it's, it's looking for the goodness of God, it's, 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 not, it's not looking for a reason not to believe, it's always looking for a reason to believe, then, then we don't become cluttered with the unbelief and the doubt and the junk of this world, and, and we don't clutter our hearts up, and then we're able to receive His love. We're, we're able to receive His Word as the truth that it is. When He said, when it, when it said in Psalms that you're good and you do good, that ended it for you as a child. As an adult, you say, well, you know, I know there's not always good because I've, I've seen people do good and bad things happen right after that. And so that, that obviously isn't true. No, that's true. And if you become as a child, you'll just believe that. And when somebody says, no, he's not always good, you'll say, oh, no, look, look, he is. And, and as a little kid, you'll get, you'll get you and you say, see, it says right here. It says right there. See? See it? It says he's good and he does good. And and." And when you're a child, you'll argue for the good. Your dad's never bad. If somebody came to, to you as a child and said, you got the worst parents, you'd say, oh, no, you don't know. My dad's big. My mom's so good. She cooks. Well, she takes care. She put a Band-Aid on my knee. I feel so much better. Amen. Right? Because kids don't believe the worst about their parents. And that's what he said. Don't ever believe bad about the God. About your father God. He's a good God. Don't let anyone talk you out of his goodness. Don't let anyone pull you away from the belief in his, his desire for your success. Every day, his plan stands the same. His, his plan says, I want you to prosper and be in health every day. I want you to be healed. I want you to have plenty. I want you to know that I'm right there with you, for you. I'll, I'm going before you. I'm putting angels behind you. I'll get you where you're going. Trust me. Yes. And if you're a little cut child, you say, okay. okay. <laughs> Amen. Amen? Amen? Stand to your feet. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You know what else little children do? Man, when they get a good gift, they thank God for it. They thank their parents for it. And the way they thank them is they, they, they play with it. They, 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 if it's a bike, they ride it everywhere. If it, and when we get something from God, let's be thankful. Let, let's always remember to remember His goodness in our lives. To not remember what we went through that wasn't even Him. Why would we need to remember that? It wasn't Him anyway. Let's remember Him and His goodness in our life. But let's remember the gifts. You know, this week at Faith Life Church and all the Faith Life Church partners and More Life Ministries partners, we should, we should be thanking God. Thanking God for the Word that we've received, for, for, the, for the goodness that He's shown in our church and in our lives. You know, he's, if we just want to look out over the parking lot, you can see how good God's been to the people of this church in Sarasota likewise. And, and, the, and you can read the testimonies, stacks of them, from partners from all over the world, that God's taken this Word Taking, taking the word that, that we heard all week last week. Taking what Brother Moore is going to preach in Virginia this week and, and all over the world. And, he, and they've taken that word and, and it's went out at no charge. 
And people have gotten a hold of it. And you know what they said? They said, I just believe that. I just believe that. I'm not going to be condemned anymore. I heard the Word of God preached and it said I don't have to be in condemnation. I'm not going to do it anymore. It says I can be healed. I'm going to be healed. I'm going to be healed. Why why are you going to be healed? Because God says I can. Right? That's what kids do. What what do you do? Why'd you do that? My dad said I could. Huh? Why why are you going to do it? Because my dad gave it to me. Thank you, Lord. He's a good God. Let's praise Him for His goodness. You got a song, Michelle?